Zondervan presents, If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat, by John Ortberg, read by Maurice England. Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 through 32 say, And early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Preface I want to invite you to go for a walk. The Bible is, among other things, a list of unforgettable walks. The first one was taken by God Himself, who, we are told, used to walk in the garden in the cool of the day. But as a general rule, God asked people to walk with Him. There was the hard walk that Abraham took with his son Isaac on the road to Moriah. There was the liberating walk Moses and the Israelites took through the path that was normally occupied by the Red Sea, and the frustrating walk that took them on the roundabout way of the desert for forty years. There was Joshua's triumphant walk around Jericho, the disciples' illuminating walk to Emmaus, Paul's interrupted walk to Damascus. There was the walk so sad and holy that it received its own name the walk from the Praetorium to Golgotha, called the Via Dolorosa, the Way of Great Sorrow. But perhaps the most unforgettable walk of all was taken by Peter, the day he got out of a boat and walked on the water. It is unforgettable not so much because of where he was walking, as what he was walking on, and who he was walking with. I think that when Peter went treading on the waves, he was experiencing walking at its finest. In this audiobook, let Peter's walk stand as an invitation to everyone who, like him, wants to step out in faith, who wants to experience something more of the power and presence of God. Let water walking be a picture of doing, with God's help, what I could never do on my own. How does such a thing come about? There's a consistent pattern in Scripture of what happens in a life that God wants to use and improve. There's always a call. God asks an ordinary person to engage in an act of extraordinary trust, that of getting out of the boat. There's always fear. God has an inextinguishable habit of asking people to do things that are scary to them. It may be a fear of inadequacy. I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue, Moses said. It may be a fear of failure. The land we explore devours those who live in it, cried the spies sent out to the promised land. 
It may even be fear of God. For I knew you were a hard man, seeking to reap where you did not sow, claimed the servant in Jesus' parable. But one way or another, there will be fear. There's always reassurance. God promises His presence. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. An angel assures Gideon, who had certainly never been addressed by that title before. God also promises to give whatever gifts are needed to fulfill His assignment. I will help you to speak and teach you what to say, he tells a stuttering Moses. There is always a decision. Sometimes, as with Moses and Gideon, people say yes to God's call. Sometimes, as with the ten frightened spies or the rich young ruler who spoke with Jesus, they say no. But always people must decide. There's always a change.